Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love. I did not know you were doing that. I, I know. Like, I wanted to fuck. Is she going? I was like, do we have a new like um sponsor? I know. I wanted to surprise on? you. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Liv, how are you? I am good. I'm good, Luz. How are you? How's your week away been? Honestly, it's been really good. Everyone, welcome to Culture Vulture. And you would have just heard the ad that I read out for us by us that even Liv didn't know was coming. Um, and look, I'm just here to tell you, we spoke about it last week. That you should really consider becoming a Cisco supporter because that was what took up my whole week last week. We had an amazing launch, lots of early starts, oh, lots of early starts. God, it was good. God, it was good. You all are amazing. Absolutely pulled through. You're amazing. And look, we're going to be giving you extra stuff. We're going to be supporting you right back with Fuck, yeah. excellent shit, whatever that is. We just need to figure out what that's going to be. We but. need to get our shit together. But you know what? You are right now paying for us to be here recording and you're paying for our wonderful audio engineer, Tiahe, who just sits here and has to listen to all of our shit talking. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You've made the week amazing. What are we talking about today? Contra- controversies. Controversies, controversies, however you want to say it. All about, you know, award shows and the Oscars following the slap. Following the slap, which we're all just absolutely exhausted by talking oh and hearing. Oh my God, I've never about. seen so much coverage, so many takes so on, many takes. on something that's happened in pop culture. So naturally, we're going to use the slap as a segue into something deeper. It's what we do best. It's the space we like to be in. First of all, I'm going to tell you all what describes my week because I think it might be the opposite to Liv's. Sleep. I, honestly, everyone, I shit you not, I tried to drive to Hawke's Bay last week and it took me two days to get there. It was a five-hour journey and I just couldn't keep my eyes open and you do not you do not drive tired. You do but not drive no, tired. you do not. When I saw your Slack message saying... I'm staying in Hamilton. I can't complete this journey. I was like, yes, Queen. Yes, I know. Usually yeah. I'd be like, nah, go, 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 be productive, get there in one. Honestly, got to Hamilton just in time to watch the slap. Oh, yes. And Did you watch it live? Um, well, Nick had sent it to me. And the oh. thing is, it wasn't live. It was just like um, on Australian TV it was live. It was right. blurred. I mean, it was bleeped out in like other places. But I got there, got the text from Nick, watched it on Twitter, put it on Siska. But, yeah, and then I just have had to catch up on sleep. Like half my trip to Hawke's Bay was honestly just sleeping, but – I'm feeling very rejuvenated and, yeah, loving it. Love. Oh, that's great. I mean, um, your week. <laughs> big weekend. Huge weekend. A lot of tequila shots um, yes. happened. Um, no sleep. Another club. Another club. <laughs> Mine's yeah. sleep. Yours is no sleep. Literally. Um, so what describes my week is Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Because <gasps> um, she disappeared. Yeah, I did. Went back with someone and I just snuck out. 
And she and did. She was the gone girl. See you girl. later. I was gone. Probably not the nicest thing I've ever done in my life. But, um, but also, there's times where you just need to put yourself first, stay mm-hmm. safe, and respect yourself. All three were done in that situation. All three situation. were done, yeah. And you Herbal had to get out cool. of there. I'm sure everyone here can relate to when you end up somewhere. Whether you're at home with someone or whether you've just ended up somewhere random. I once ended up on the North Shore after the One Direction night. Yes. And you just are like, holy shit, I've got to get home yeah. for my safety. Like, e- or my well, even if it's like totally fine, like you're like, this is yes. like, I'm safe. Like, this is fine. But it's just like, I nah, go I've just got to go home. I'm gone girl. I'm gone girl. <laughs> gone girl. Anyway, maybe one day we'll divulge a bit further into the wilder we'll events. Another, another podcast about our own lives. Yeah, but. maybe. But for now, let's just talk about other people's lives, eh? Oh, I much prefer it. So do I. So I'm going to start naughty or nice with the slap mostly because I want to get it over and done with so this is going to be as brief as I can make it with still giving you guys some context and content and takes but like honestly everyone's had a take everyone's heard the takes I'm over it I'm so over it but I'm gonna do it First of all, you should go and listen to the Shameless podcast um, latest episode all about the slap because they give all the nuance that um, I can't be bothered to give. And oh, such amazing. a good segment. Honestly, such literally, I just watched it like 15 minutes. I didn't watch it. I listened to it like 15 minutes ago. It's great. Says everything you need to know. Yes. So for some really good, smart coverage on it, go there. But for some quick and I'm not going to say less smart, but quick and less fleshed out coverage, stay here. So at the Oscars, you will all know by now, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, who made an insensitive joke, which was apparently unscripted. Um, Also, shout out to your newsletter title. The pursuit of slappiness. I woke up at 4am, tweeted it, and then didn't go back to sleep after because I knew I had to use it. No, so, so I didn't good. Take, I didn't steal it from anywhere. So good. I woke, I woke up, up and I was like, that she's done pursuit it. Pursuit of slappiness. I yep. know. Honestly, put that on my tombstone. This is why you do what you do. This is why I am <laughs> the best in the game of headlines. <laughs> Chris Rock made an extremely insensitive joke about Jada, Will's wife, and her alopecia. Now, alopecia is a health condition that leads to baldness and can also be an autoimmune condition too. There are sort of different types of it. And Jada has been quite open about her struggles with it for the past few years. Um, Another thing to note is that alopecia disproportionately affects black women. And so this was just an incredibly not... An incredibly insensitive joke. Totally insensitive. We don't know if he knows that she had alopecia, but sort of, and Shameless did a great job with this. Oh, they did. Kind of regardless, it's your job as a comedian to do some research about who you're joking about. So it's either really malicious and totally horrible and cruel, or it was like you just haven't done your job well because you could just Google... Jada yes. Pickett Smith. She's bald, spoken about or it. Yeah. Hair, whatever yep. it is, it would come up straight away. Mm-hmm. So. When I first saw it, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else, I thought it was staged um, until he used his words, which were quite vicious. But I don't like seeing violence in any way, shape, or form. No, it was so, pretty like it took you aback, sort of thing. Yes. Like it was quite jarring. It was to super watch. jarring. And it is just a shame that he couldn't have just used words or oh, just, I don't know. That's, yeah, exactly what it, I thought. Yeah. I, but in saying that, I feel like comedians get a get out of jail free card so often to make fun of literally whatever they want. Yeah, literally. I like the whole thing. You know, you get to the Oscars, it's a whole bunch of really fucking privileged people, whatever. Yeah. And like, you know, taking the piss. But there's a difference between taking the piss and like 
being fucking mean and just like gross about things, well, right? And just like making fun of either an appearance if you didn't know she had a health condition. You don't make fun of someone's appearance, especially yeah. not in this. And then day especially and age. like, what if all of the other bald women in the world are watching this and then just feel shit about themselves because of that joke? Absolutely. So, so, and, and I think the thing is, is multiple things can be true at once. You can absolutely yeah. hate how Will Smith handled it. You can also hate that Chris Rock made that joke. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. These are the richest people in the world, the most famous people in the world, and they all went and had a party afterwards. Will Smith is seen, like, dancing on the dance floor. I'm sure Chris Rock was having a great time. Like, at the end of the day, we are the ones that are caring, and, like, we're the ones that always have to, like, live by the standards that they set. Mm-hmm. And they're just off probably making up an hour later or whatever, or they're just off partying. They yeah. actually, I know that they obviously care about misstepping and blah, 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 but it's like, at the end of the day, they still have money, they still have wealth, they still have privilege in these two guys. And they guys. still have an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, and Will Smith got an Oscar. So I just am like, we it affects us a lot more than it affects them, and that's always the way. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was really, really hard to watch Will Smith's acceptance speech. Mm. It just was like such a complicated moment. Such a shame. Such a shame. And that was like, I don't know, I don't even think I was hurting for him, like the empath yeah. in me. It was just more like... This is just a horrible situation. It's like he awkward. knew it was a shame. He knew it was a shame. Like it was his first ever Oscar, and that it was obviously so tainted. And by all the other wins of the night, like Coda, the beautiful yeah. film where the deaf people won and make the most made the most amazing speeches. Like all of that was so overshadowed. Oh. Obviously, another thing to mention: the Venus sisters. Um, they in the past two award ceremonies, Wait, the Williams sisters. I mean, <laughs> The Williams sisters, yeah. in like the past two awards ceremonies, have had, um, they should have been having a moment, right? Right. First of all, you have like Jane Campion making just a gaffe. Like she did not intend to, to say, at least they, I, at least you don't have to play against men, but she did. And then Will Smith, who honestly did a phenomenal job playing um, their dad in yeah. King Richard. But again, overshadowing their lives and, like, what should have been a shared award. Yeah, fuck, yeah, and then no one gave a fuck about the film. It was no. just the slap that... It was just the slap. Um, one more thing, and I know, Liv, you're going to get into all of this a bit more down the track, but, like, just note, just to note, there have been far worse things in terms of people that are actual, like, predators being awarded Oscars. There have been far worse people at the Oscars being lifted up. For sure, which, yeah, we're going to get into because, like, it's a problematic playground. Oh, my God. Um, And just when you get that many rich people that think they're untouchable, of course it's problematic. Yeah, 100%. um, Obviously, violence is never okay, just as a line with yeah. Will Smith. We all know this, but... Yeah. We know this, but there are... I mean, when you look at it in context, there's just a whole lot more that goes into it. One thing um, that has been going viral on TikTok is Jim Carrey felt like he had to um, step out and... Uh, he obviously got asked to comment. Every celebrity under the sun is getting asked to comment. And he said, like, the slap came out of nowhere because Will, Will has something going on inside him that's frustrated. I wish him the best. I have nothing against Will Smith. He's done great things, but that was not a good moment. It cast a shadow over everyone's shining moment last night. It was a selfish moment. And then 
um, I saw on Twitter and on TikTok this moment when he was 35 and Alicia Silverstone from Clueless was 19. Wait, who is in Will Smith or Jim Carrey? Oh, Jim Carrey. Of him accepting an award and he goes up and he like forcefully makes out with Alicia Silverstone when she's 19 and apparently she went backstage afterwards and was just like, holy fuck, like that was on live TV. What the fuck just happened? What the fuck? And then people were saying, Jim Carrey, like you shouldn't really be putting your two cents here. Yeah, that also happened with Adrian Brody and Halle Berry. Um, he like grabs her and kisses her like full on and she just kind of looks like, what the fuck is going on? I know. I don't know that much context to that situation, but it's just odd. It's just interesting, like all the people that have felt like they need to weigh in or have been asked to weigh in and then – they, there's, there's always a story. There's, yeah, always, there's like, always a story. There's always a story. Um, just lastly, the fallout for this has been pretty big. So obviously Will Smith apologised to Chris Rock and the rest of the world on Instagram. He also um, apparently personally apologised to the Academy's president um, and CEO over Zoom. He also announced that he has now resigned from his membership in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, saying he betrayed the trust of the Academy. I deprived other nominees and winners of the opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for the extraordinary work. I am heartbroken. Um, and this obviously comes after mm. the Academy initiated disciplinary action against him. But I'm just saying, I don't know. We're not, we don't know who's in the Academy, do we? That, no. Is that thing? Yeah. So, it would be interesting to see how many of the, like, 40 people that I read about that have been arguably worse than Will Smith, like Harvey Weinstein, for example, have been a part of the, part Academy, of the Academy as well Academy. and haven't had to have this public outrage and then public resignation. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it is good to see him held accountable to his oh, actions. yes. I think it's really interesting with Will Smith because he's been going on this real soul-searching mm. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a YouTube series about yes. him and his family, like his weight loss, but all of this like kind of borderline spiritual shit that's going on. And then obviously he's trying to really put forward who he wants to be as a person and this totally went against it. I just think it was a really interesting like person for this to have come out of like this person. Yeah, and do you think that's because he's been on the spiritual journey and he's feeling really in touch with his emotions mm. right now and he's letting himself get really in touch with his emotions because and obviously this has been something that's been affecting Jada in private and yeah. they've been having those conversations. And so for someone to make fun of your wife and you're on the spiritual journey and you're feeling really connected to this person, your emotions, it would just burst out of you like it too much. Yeah, well, that's interesting. But then it's also like about restraint and control. And Mm. do you know what I mean? Like kind of self-examination and Mm. um, looking at yourself and your actions and taking a step back before you do things as well. So it's, I don't know, I don't know, Mm. but it's just interesting. Yeah. So this obviously is a naughty, um, Mm. naughty story. It's like, again, comedians honestly get away with far, they get away with far too much. And yes, we will not hold people to the standards of 10 years ago. Like if you made a joke 10 years ago, times have changed. I get it. I'm looking at right now. And just sort of do your research and just... Yeah, and I guess that's the one good thing to come out of this story is, you know, as you said before, Luce, the world is examining it, even if the celebrities aren't. But we are now having, again, this conversation about where the line of comedy sits Mm. and what's punching down. This was obviously punching down. Um, And then slapping up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Um, My next story, Harry Styles released a new single. This single fucking rocks. 
But I love it. Um, all I have to say is that this is really nice and he's got a new album coming out on May 20th and it, I'm jazzed. It is really nice. It was so interesting. Um, I was saying to Lucy before we were having a wee discussion about as it was and I was sort of like, at first I was quite underwhelmed with the song itself but then in my car here I listened to it four times in a row and I couldn't get enough. Also, he does this amazing thing where he keeps his song's pretty short and you just want to replay, replay. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's grown on me so much. Honestly, I loved it from the get-go and that doesn't usually happen to me Mm. with songs. I'm very, like... Except for Lights Up, do you remember? Oh, my God, Lights Up. Okay, well, it does happen to me with Harry Styles Mm -hmm. and that's because I can't separate, like, fandom and business plus, like, the music. I am so overshadowed that, obviously, it's a fucking banger regardless. Um, But this song just rolled. Also, it's his goddaughter at the start going, we need... um, Harry. Oh, I was wondering who I was like. You need to say goodnight to me or something. Is that his niece or something? Yeah, it's his goddaughter. Thank you. So cute. Um, So that's nice because it just rolls. Third story, Ashley Tisdale's bookshelf. (laughs) Shelf? Bookshelf. I was thinking about Sharpay and it all just blended together. Um, So in and help her fucking bookshelf. (laughs) She got help to stack her shelf. <laughs> so in a new Architectural Digest tour, Ashley Tisdale walks us through her home. I actually love watching these. And then um, she gets to a bookshelf, which is beautifully stocked, but she said that she made her husband go and buy 400 books before filming Architectural Digest because you can't do Architectural Digest with an empty bookshelf. Just to clarify, she did go on Twitter and say that like she does read but she just hadn't filled the bookshelf and she did have some books that she'd read, etc. Also, some people buy packages of books that look nice. There's like online things where you can buy packages yes, of books that look nice. Yes, my flatmate was telling me about this. Abby was telling yeah. me about this um, and they all make it look the same. Yeah. Oh, they look um, like colourful or like going in hues from red to green. Oh, or like she was showing like you can all get them covered in the same colour with like gold writing, say yes. whatever, which I think is awful. Yes. But I would never want that. I think some people really would. Mm. Um, I also think... Oh, it's really funny. People will get barred up about anything these days, right? So I put this on Instagram being like, um, funny. Sharpays for books. No, Sharpay, yeah. Sharpays for books that she doesn't read or something. And honestly, the comments were like, can we just respect the books, please? Like, can, <laughs> like, at least she was buying books. Like, why are we coming for her? And I was like, honestly, this everyone, isn't, we're this not isn't coming that for her. deep. Not coming for her. Love buying books. Like it we was a have great... a book club, or like we've had. We you know we love books. You all know we love books. Don't don't flatten this to me coming for Sharpay. Basically, all it was was using a great opportunity for a funny title. Yes, and there we go. And there we go. And, and like it just showed me that people will find mm-hmm. anything. I'm sorry, I could have a post about war, uh, the war in Ukraine, and a post about whether you know what a Fijawa is or not, or how you pronounce it. And, like, they are both going to get the exact same amount like of hate. The, emo- the same amount of emotional response. I know. And it's just... It's, it's just... Uh, that's just a little tidbit about um, the internet and how, you, like, not everything is that deep. Like, we just wanted to have a giggle. And honestly, Ashley Tisdale, go off. You if, had to fill your bookshelves. You're going on... Architectural, Architectural Digest. Digest was coming to my house and I had a few spaces, you know, of books, I would probably And at least she was honest. Thing. Yeah. She was honest because she's trying to be like, people do this, you know. 
we don't all have the time to read all these books. I would have personally probably just borrowed a whole heap from my friends. Yeah, well, but then yeah. it's better to buy them because you're supporting the bookstore if it's an independent one. Yeah, and or go buy them from a secondhand shop. Yeah. So anyway, um, nice. Nice because people weren't nice to me in the comments, so I'm trying to like lead Ex- by example. Lead by example. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. Nice. Anyway, um, Liv, we're going to talk about all the controversies of the uh, awards shows in the latest, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah, even I've got one from 1934 or Goodness something. Yeah. me. We're going to do all of that after a quick word from today's sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Siska supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About. Because right now we're in a studio which costs money to hire with an audio engineer who we've got to pay and every week we're researching, scripting and hosting this thing for you all which takes time, resources and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here Space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. Okay, love, take me through some controversies, will okay. you? There's honestly too many to note, um, so I've just kind of picked Good. a few. A it's few serious ones, a few more kind of lighthearted, just right. like what the fuck is that sort of ones. Um, yeah, so although, you know, the slap, it's not alone is no. what I'm trying to say. The There's, slap has got many friends. Yeah, the slap's got many, many friends. Yeah, and controversies like this, controversies, what do you <laughs> no, say? No, I've been saying controversies as a joke, and then we've started saying oh my controversies God. like this, and it makes us sound so pretentious. So fucking stupid. Okay, controversies. Controversies. <laughs> controversies. <laughs> controversies like this, it's a controversy in itself. It was, yeah, it is. It's a controversial. It's controversial. <laughs> Oh, controversial. I, I couldn't even understand you. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty common within award ceremonies. I mean, I guess. they got to get viewers, don't they? Yeah, they got to get viewers. People are probably quite drunk. Some people are probably on drugs. Everyone's probably mad on power. Yeah, fuck yes. Um, so, some are kind of like outrageous and funny, whereas others are examples of like systematic inequalities yeah. within the film and TV industries. Um, so on that note, um, in 1940, this is actually really shocking, the first black Oscar winner was segregated from the rest of the cast. So um, Holy fuck. Hattie McDaniels, who received the Best Supporting Actress um, Academy Award for her performance in Gone with the Wind, she was the first black person ever to win an Oscar. However, she wasn't allowed to sit at the table with her co-stars due to a strict segregation policy and was instead forced to sit in the back of a room in the Ambassador Hotel Room in Las Vegas. 
Um, and also because of the same segregation policy, she wasn't allowed to be buried in the Hollywood Cemetery, which was her final wish. That so makes me fucking up. sick. Yeah, that was not even that long ago. 1940. Like 1940s, like our grandparents were. Fucking hell, my granddad was born in 1899. <laughs> Just to put that out there. I love that you find any way possible to add that fact in. I, yeah. I, I honestly, I'm lost for words. No, that no. is, I feel like more people should know about that. Yeah. I mean, they probably do. And yeah. that's part of our job is to like rebring this stuff up because if we forget about it, then like we don't learn from yeah, it. So it's fucking hell. Super, super fucked up. Um, following on this serious note, kind of another fucked up story. So one of the most political moments in the Oscars history happened in 1973 when Marlon Brando boycotted the Oscars, refusing to accept the Best Actor Award for his role in The Godfather. Mm. Instead, Apache actress and the then president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee, Sasheen Littlefeather, got up on stage to refuse the award on his behalf. So she attended in traditional Apache clothes and took the microphone to say that he is in Brando, very regretfully cannot accept this generous award. And the reason for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry. So half the audience, I watched this clip, you can see it on YouTube, half the audience was booing her and half were clapping. It was really, really strange. Um, And actor John Wayne. He's like an old um, Wild West sort of. Yeah. So um, Cowboy. Yeah, old kind of Wild West cowboy actor yeah, yeah. attempted to attack Little Feather what and fuck? had to be held back by six security guards. So, so he was living his, like, cowboys and American Indians. Yeah, and- literally, because they were like, don't say this. Then later on in the show, Clint Eastwood, who's also that sort of realm as, mm-hmm. an, as an actor, went up on stage. He was presenting the award on behalf of all the cowboys shot in all of the John Ford Westerns. So kind of being like, yeah, well, cowboys are shot too. Oh, my... All Lives Matter. That's like, such big so, All Lives Matter vibe. So like that. That it's is really so, so fucked up. Especially mm-hmm. since these people have gone down in such history to the point where me and you both have probably never seen a John Wayne or a Clint Eastwood film Mm-mm. and we know who they are. And and I don't know who Marlon Brando is no, when he's the one that we should know about because he got Little Feather in there to make a statement I hope she had people with her, though, for safety reasons, because that sounds I mean, yeah, pretty fucking terrifying. In the clip, you can't see John Mm. Wayne, so I'm guessing he was trying to make his way up on stage, but he had to be held back by six security guards. Are you fucking kidding me? what the fuck is wrong with you, man? No. Nah. Yeah. But also love that you've dug this up for us to just reconsider. So, so interesting. And then in 1974... The host of the Oscars, David Neven, was in the middle of introducing Elizabeth Taylor to present the award for Best Picture when a guy called Robert Opal ran across the stage naked. So this is quite a different, yeah, literally streaked. So a little bit of a lighter note here. Um, And then Elizabeth Taylor didn't miss her comedic opportunity as when she did get in front of the mic eventually, she said, that's a pretty hard act to follow. So true. Go off, Elizabeth Taylor. Now, the only reason I feel like I even am remotely connected to Elizabeth Taylor is because of um, the seven husbands Husbands, of Evelyn Hugo. And if you haven't read that, go and read it. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, you absolutely showed it. Great book. Great. And then kind of on the note of political 
right. you know, speeches. Um, one year, the producer of the awards got so sick. So this was in 1993. Are we still on the Oscars or are these just different awards? Most of these are the Oscars. Yeah. I think all of the ones that I've said so far right. are the Oscars. So one year, one of the producers got so sick of people making political speeches that he tried to ban Richard Gere, Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins for life from the Oscars after they spoke about issues such as China's invasion of Tibet and the mistreatment of HIV-positive Haitians. Um, However, this didn't seem to work as Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins were both back to collect a few more awards later on. He wanted to ban them for life. Yeah, he was like, you're done, like, you're not coming back. That's such a, like, sign of the fucking times. Like, sorry, we don't agree with you, we'll ban you for life. Oh, my God, and in 1993 as well. It's fucked. What the fuck? Um, In 2007, this one's quite... Famous, the wrong best picture was named. Yes, this gives me the chills. Oh, the absolute shits. Um, former Bonnie and Clyde co-stars Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty were presenting the best picture award and called out La La Land. They said, yeah, La La Land's won this award. So the whole La La Land cast get up like they're so happy. They start making speeches and then halfway through the speeches... A Producer rushes onto stage to announce that, no, actually, Moonlight had won and it turned out that the wrong card had been given to the hosts and it was actually the card from a previous award that Emma Stone had already won. I hate that so much. Like, imagine. It's like when they give the wrong award to beauty pageant people. Oh, my God. Or at school assemblies. Don't. I've been up at the wrong time. have you? (laughs) Why? What happened? My... Name was called out, but we had to line up along the side of the stage. And so yeah. my name was called out the first time behind someone's name called Kirsty, and then you line up on the side of the stage, and then they have to call your name a second time to actually go up and get the award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they called out Kirsty, and I thought they said Lucy, so I went up, and the principal just whispered in my ear, "This isn't for you, but you are next." So I had to walk back down the stage. Kirsty went up. Good on you, Kirsty. And then like. I had to go back up and I was mortified. I was on the last day of year eight and luckily I had some holidays so I could just... No, that is truly awful traumatic core memory. Yeah, so right that's why you could probably hear me like vocally no, squirming. Okay, as you well, you can, you, you, we can carry on this tangent with the next story because in 1934, um, a guy called Will Rogers was announcing the best director and then kind of vaguely said, like, come on up and get it, Frank. And then... No! The wrong Frank? No! No, no! <laughs> The wrong Frank. Was what up? Frank was meant to know? No, live the wrong Frank. <laughs> so two Franks were nominated for this. <laughs> no. And then Frank Capra, the guy who made the faux pas, <laughs> later wrote in his autobiography um, about it and he referred to himself as a big stupido. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, but, like, Frank didn't know any better. No, Frank didn't know any better. Like, that is a stitch like, up. Come on up and get it, Frank. Like, when there's Frank? double Franks, to be Frank, that's fucking no. That's oh, no. Does that make you feel a bit better? Yeah. At least I didn't do this in front of an audience of I don't know, having millions, millions of, of people. people watch this. Um, and then also kind of funny. So John Travolta in oh, 2014. Yes. Have you heard about this? Um, so he had one job. At the Oscars, which was to introduce Idina Menzel, who was the um, singer and actress from Frozen. Um, He was going to introduce her performance. Instead of welcoming Idina to the stage, he said her name was Adele Demzine. Like, 
something just like totally different. So apparently people were like, this guy's like just fucking wasted. Yeah. Well, other people were like, has he had a stroke? Yeah. Um, but apparently he was just overwhelmed by his entrance into the Oscars and apparently Overwhelmed some... by his own entrance? Yeah. How did he come in? Did he get like <laughs> towed by a sled for frozen? He bumped into someone who he wasn't expecting to bump into or something. Oh yeah, Goldie Horn. An yeah. unexpected encounter with Goldie Horn. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Um, She did it back to him the next year um, when he was meant to join her on stage, I think, and she asked Glom Gazingo to join her on stage. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Adele Dazim. How does that happen? No, I know, but I love that one. My God. Okay, this one's also quite funny. Um, So a few weeks before the Oscars in the year 2000, 55 of the Oscar trophies were stolen from a loading dock. (laughs) I'm sorry, but why are these? It's because it's all just rich, privileged people that have a made of money. It's so fucking funny. But then an unemployed guy who was like rifling through the dumpsters (laughs) found 52 of the 55 stolen trophies and was given (laughs) $50,000 as a reward and two tickets to the Oscars. Why is this so comedic? Sorry, but okay, if you found trophies, if you found Oscars, yeah. would you take a couple? If he's saying he's found, he's saying 52 out of the 55. I'd definitely pocket one. I would definitely, I don't know where they went. Imagine just like dumpster diving. Dumpster diving, 50k and two tickets to the Oscars later. (laughs) I'm sorry, you find 50 Academy Awards. Not one. Sorry, John Lee, were you done with these? 52. (laughs) Oh That's my god, good. so funny. Um, on a much more serious oh, okay. note. I'd, I'd, honestly, we're having to jump between tones this podcast. Oh, it's just really Honestly, good. I should have sort of categorised them. No, anyway. but go off. <laughs> um, in 2003, Roman Polanski won the Best Director um, Oscar for his film The Pianist mm. and received a standing ovation even though he had admitted to drugging a 13-year-old girl he'd like given her champagne and a quaalude in a hotel room in 1978. So this was ages ago and then he was still getting a standing ovation um, and he pled guilty to a statutory rape charge and spent 42 days in jail and then fled the country. So he's literally still a fugitive of the law mm. in the US. Um, so in 2003, this was obviously quite a few years before the Me Too movement, but the debate around Roman Polanski was given more coverage when Harvey Weinstein had his Academy membership revoked in 2017. Mm. So thankfully, Polanski and the other sexual offender, Bill Cosby, were also expelled from the Oscars a year later in 2018, um, I believe. But that's like 2018 from what? 1978. That in 1978. And so, what were we just accepting? Were we just yeah. accepting that these people are just fine, no matter what they do? No they're actually they do. Silly, so Oh, but fine. they made a great movie, great so it's all just sweep it under the rug. Goodness me, that's yeah. actually sickening, isn't it? Yeah, really fucked up. So that's actually my last story. Um, there's so many more. I mean, there's been a whole lot of articles coming out about like all of the, all of the shit that's gone down at award ceremonies over the years some of them are fucking weird and crazy and some of them are a bit more important Mm -hmm. i've got two more to add Mm -hmm. um so one of them have you did you read about the time angelina jolie made out with her her brother brother, yes it's kind of icky like it just makes you feel a little bit icky it's just strange um so angelina jolie and her brother james haven were at the oscars in the year 2000 when angelina jolie won her first oscar and they, like, kissed. Like, there's photos of them. And she like, said, I'm in love with my yes. brother. She said, 
I'm in shock and I'm just so in love with my brother right now. He just helped me and he said he loved me and I know he's so happy for me. And it's like, I've grown up with brothers. You've got a brother. We know what it's like to love your brother. I wouldn't say I've ever been in love with one of my brothers. I wouldn't use that term. And I probably wouldn't kiss them, make out with them at the Oscars or even something that people are like, did they make out? I'm sorry, if you have to ask, then it's a bit like... It's a bit, yeah. On the nose, on the lips. Also, they look so similar. I know. So there's that. That was just a unique one. And then this one, my last one, Michael Moore, he got booed during his acceptance speech at the 75th Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. So Michael Moore made um, the film Bowling for Columbine, which is basically about guns in the US. Um, He also made the film Fahrenheit 9-11, which I've watched. I had to watch in media studies, actually. So I was sort of aware, you know, Michael Moore, quite a controversial figure, but... Mm. You know, obviously won a fucking Oscar for the film that he made. So he got up on stage and he obviously is not shy about his whole job is to make opinions known and his totally. point heard. And he said, We live in a fictitious we live in fictitious times where we have fictitious election results that elects a fictitious president, he said of George W. Bush. We live in a time where we have a man sending us to war for fictitious reasons. And that all stands so true, even in 2020, like mm-hmm. Donald Trump's sort of, like, I just think, and he got booed for saying this. Yeah, and that's what was so interesting, because they were saying, like, the liberal, like, the elite liberal yeah. left were still booing him. And it's like, why were you booing him? George Bush was actually a dumbass. Yeah. Michael Moore was just saying so. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess it's probably illegal to, well, not illegal. I guess, you know, some people are super fucking patriotic. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the nationalism. And they've all benefited from it. Everyone sitting in that room has probably benefited. And then it's also the hold of the media at the time, isn't it, in terms of how they kind of said about 9-11 and how it was like, we're all against this common enemy yeah. and we have to unite as a front, as a yeah. country, and everyone swallowed that. Everyone was like, yes, we just have to follow our great leader into whatever, like, there's no threats within America, it's yeah. all just like the common it's outside, outside sources. Of it. And then he was there being like, no, actually, um, you know, let's maybe fucking look at let's ourselves. not like start a war based on some information that may or may not be correct anyway um that was all i had but i actually i loved this segment was funny like the obviously there was serious shit oh absolutely some of that's like i'm sorry but it's it's the dumpster diving for oscars no so like like, what the fuck the weird and the wonderful um it's almost a metaphor for what the oscars is sort of turning into like you can like that that sort of irrelevant mm -hmm. well we say irrelevant which is a whole episode on them but like it almost is like in a few years time people are going to care that little that you'll just be dumpster diving yeah and also like they're relying on these sort of stories Mm. um to kind of get them back into the public like whether it's ellen's selfie with all the celebrities like often it's just they make many manufacture viral moments, right? Absolutely. This time they didn't, obviously, they didn't have to manufacture it. The Grammys are also tonight, Liv, for us. Oh, okay. So um, just something for us to be aware of. There'll be another awards show for us to unpack at some point. Wow, has it been a year since we did that episode about how the Grammys are selected? No, 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 surely not. Can't be. That must have been postponed due to COVID or something. That we oh, no, God, we weren't even living in Auckland a year ago. Anyway, not that you guys care about our history. Liv, what's Mm. on your radar, duh? So, Luz, what is on my radar is a new studio album by Father John Misty. It's dropping on the 8th of April, Um, so I'm really excited about that. It's called Chloe and the Next 20th Century. 
Oh, quite a cool name. Yeah, it's quite a cool name. Like, he's quite political in his music. Have you listened to Banks' new album? No. New EP? Holy shit, it's so good. There's one song called Holding Back. It sounds like yay, old old yay. Like, it's really cool. Oh, my God. I'm so excited because I saw that you wrote about it in the newsletter, and then I kind of made a mental note. Oh, my God, Banks, you know, new EP. But yeah, got to go listen. It's called um, it's called Meteorite. That's not even what's on my radar, but you should all go and listen to it. On my radar, obviously, Harry Styles' new album, yes. Harry's House, coming out May 20th. I'm really excited for That's it. It's a great name for an album, Harry's, Harry's House. House. I know. And I I'm can't like, wait to see the visual kind of vibe. I mean, he's changed his Spotify picture mm. and that the new music video is really cool. He creates such a world. I just mm-hmm. love it. And ugh, I just love him. We don't even need to go into this anymore. You guys all know it. Now, please, 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 if you liked this episode, if you like me and Liv, if you want us to be able to keep doing this, come and be a Cisco supporter. Come and join the family. We see all of you. We know exactly who you are that are supporting us. And honestly, it means the world to us. I love it. Really, really does. It does. Honestly, it's just like every time one of you comes and supports us, it's just like tears. And anytime you guys write emails to Lucy, like she forwards them all on to me, and it just like this morning's one. I know, warmed my heart. Everyone is gorgeous. So happy. (laughs) You're all gorgeous. I know we talk a lot of shit about our Instagram comments, but that's because it's how we deal with the shit ton of comments we get but all of you in the newsletter love you love you all love you all love you all and all listeners and all the listeners Tiahe Butler thank you very much as usual for making us sound beautiful Liv thanks for joining me no worries Lucy thank you for all of the great headlines that you've brought in oh, last week yes and let's put the slap to bed eh I think so bye everyone bye everyone <laughs>